two 0-3 teams there, Coach Sal. And I think it's desperation time for both teams. I, I, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Well, I don't think it's desperation as much as it is, you know, uh, you've got to get your first win in order to get started. And, and both of these teams uh, coming in 0-3 in their games against similar teams played very similarly, if I could say it that way. They, they were leading at, at the half, they were leading at the three-quarter mark, and they lost it in the fourth. So which team is going to come out tonight and finish this entire game will be the winner. Yeah, both teams eager to get that first win. And uh, for the Ticats, you know, you're going into a bye week. Mm -hmm. And you certainly want to go in on, on a, I guess, a bit of a high with some momentum because you get a whole week off at 0-4. And, and, I mean, there could be some, some negativity creeping in there. So uh, this is a big one in front of the home crowd and, mm -hmm. and a chance to uh, get, you know, right the ship a little bit and, and go into that week feeling better and getting healthy and, and coming back for, for a nice stretch. Coach, I think the last time Tiger Cat fans were here in the donut box, they saw something that no CFL fan had ever seen, and that's a 24-point halftime lead uh, fizzle away and into an overtime loss. So uh, how important it is, is it to play well in front of your home crowd? It's always that way, but it's coming off that last bitter memory for the players and the fans as well. Yeah, and Hamilton has generally played well at home. I think we've got 16 wins against two or four losses in the donut box uh, over the years uh, that we've been here. But at the same time, Bubba, uh, it's, it's so important that the fans get into the game. We need the fans behind the players. I know it's difficult when you're 0-3 for the fans to get out and start cheering uh, loudly, but that's what they need. Those players need to know that they're playing for these fans. Right. And if they play for these fans, these fans will give them the love they need. And that's part of what makes a hostile environment, right? It's not just the noise level. It's also how much the community and the people care and how much of a part of their lives is it? Their lives it is. So, you know, making some exciting plays, getting behind them, and, and really getting this place rocking will lead to more and more, get that momentum going, lead to more and more plays, some turnovers, and, uh, and just that... You know, when everybody's when everybody's eating, that's when it's the most fun. <laughs> Let's bring in the I think the biggest storyline of the game, especially if you're an Edmonton Elks fan, and that is the first start, the premier appearance of one Trey Ford, someone that we're very familiar with. I know I've done a lot of McMaster games that are on the on the radio and seen this guy play with Waterloo, and he was just I mean hands down the best quarterback in league in my opinion for at least a good two three year span. Now he's in a professional football situation, starting his first game after only three games of being on the sideline and getting some, uh, some, you know, some experience, walks into what we've talked about, this hostile environment. What do you do defensively if you're the Tiger Cats against a guy like this that you've never seen before? Uh, you go get him. You go after him. You, you do everything you can to upset him. You don't need to play a zone against this guy. You need to play a man-for-man -man cover team. You need to bring the safety down in, in the box, show him blitzes, Bail out of those blitzes and go back to zone uh, blitz looks. Uh, do everything you can to keep him out of a rhythm. Mm -hmm. Don't allow him to get comfortable back there. And up front, your defensive line, run some twists up front. Run some T and E's, E and T's. He's off the defensive line. The defensive line. Yeah, okay. Run those guys through uh, different gaps. Make sure that, that you, uh, you keep him on edge all the time that he's there. 
Yeah, I agree completely. You want to you want to show some confusion, create some confusion for this young man, and you know try to keep his focus on the box and the line of scrimmage as he's getting the snap instead of just looking past it downfield. And you do that by by showing you know late late shifts, by showing blitzes and stunts. Um, but one thing you can't forget is this guy is a world class athlete. Yep. He is as dynamic as they come. So you got to get some contain out there and have a guy spying him. If you're if you're in man to man, you you got to have somebody fast spying him. And you know Ticats have lots of speed on defense, so it should be good in that books. But you let this guy get on the edge, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna turn some heads tonight. Well, that's the thing that I think when I saw him, I said you know he's got the strong arm, and it seems like a lot of these guys are either have a strong arm and they can't they don't have a good presence in the pocket they don't run very well or it's the vice versa they're great athletes and can't throw very well coach Sal this guy's got it all so uh, what do you see or what have you heard about him that I think impresses you well when I talked to Chris Jones Chris Jones was talking about in the practice time Trey Ford was very close to what Arbuckle was in the throws and they they actually look at each and every throw that that the player makes in practice so in his assessment, he's very close to what Nick Arbuckle was. Now he's got to give him a chance to play. And, and the biggest fear is the head coach puts him in there and he fails early. He, he throws an interception or, or he fumbles the football. Don't take him out. Don't destroy the guy. Make sure that you give him the opportunity behind your best offensive scheme to be successful. And I think Trey will show that, that he – you know, is a successful quarterback and can be at this level too. Well, you look at another guy in this league, Nathan Rourke, who is having an outstanding oh. season oh. so far. And last year he got his first start and two of his three first three throws were interceptions. And, uh, and you know, they stuck with it and, and look, at, look at where he's at today. So, and Chris Jones, he's not, you know, he's not scared to be a trailblazer no. by any means. He's, uh, he, whether it's personnel, whether it's scheme, uh, there's always going to be something new and, and something exciting. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Let's talk about the Thai Cats here. This will be a fourth different looking offensive line, but one to me, especially with the uh, acquisition of a former Elk player, looks to be a good one. Yeah, I think, you know, in this particular situation where Kelly comes in to play the left tackle, that's important. But more important is Coulter Woodsmanny coming back from a six-game injury list to play that right guard spot. Now you've got a pretty solid group up in the front that, that can protect the quarterback, number one. But number two, they've got to be able to run the ball. They've got to be able to give Wes Hills a chance to run inside the tackles, take the pressure off of Dane Evans in that background. Now, we go to a bye week after this, and after that bye week, the six-game injured list uh, will bring back Fontana at center and bring back Sackley. Now you've got enough offensive linemen to really make a, a, a secure front right. for your quarterback. I, I, what do you like about Coulter? I mean, there's got something to be said about 325 pounds and six foot five out of Guelph in his second year. What do you like about him? I like the way he runs. Mm -hmm. He can actually get out from the line of scrimmage and lead uh, plays downfield. Mm -hmm. I like the way he pay, he blocks the man over him and continues to block him throughout until the whistle blows. He's one of those kinds of players that, that uh, to him, it's man on man. This is my guy. I have to beat him. I don't have to do anything to help somebody else. I just got to beat this guy in front of me, and I think Coulter has that attitude. Yeah. 
Well, Dane says he loves his he loves his grit, he loves his fight, and he loves how he, he'll never never ever quit as long as he's standing. And so to get him and Revenberg back in the lineup tonight, and a guy like Wes Hills behind them, big, strong, powerful back. Uh, I agree. You gotta you gotta try to stick with the run and and let that wear down over four quarters. Don't give up early if it uh, you know if it's not working out too too well from the start. Well, Coach Sal, thank you so much for your salutations. We, we hope that a lot of the stuff that you said actually works out. I mean, that's, I, we, we know that you're good at forecasting these games and tell, calling it like it is. Well, you never know until the game starts. And at the end of tonight's game, whoever finishes that game, I mean finishes it on the field and scores a touchdown, is going to come out with a win. Thank you so much for joining us there, Coach.